Hey folks, welcome to episode 156 of the Becoming Human podcast. This episode's a little different. It's just you and I this week. I'm working out um, my relationship to uh, my habits and experiences and substances that I've um, habitualized and ritualized. I think there's, um, I find it really interesting and I think it relates to a lot of people. Next week, it'll be a regular episode. We'll have a guest and you won't have to hear any more of this for a long time. But if you like it, or if you don't, feel free to shoot me an email, willnelson at zoho.com, or drop a comment on the website, becominghumanpodcast.com. And I'm going to play you out with a song at the end of this episode by Idea and Abilities. Without any further ado, here it goes. This is more of a stream of consciousness episode with you and I. For some context, I am struggling with habitualizing coffee, weed, and scrolling through social media. I find myself doing these things um, to the detriment of my well-being, but for my satisfaction and pleasure. It's very comforting to, you know, smoke weed um, in the evening before I go to bed, but... A lot of that is the gravity of the ritual. And I have a long history of playing with ritualizing certain experiences or drugs or substances and um, rejecting them for long periods of time and then rebuilding my relationship with them. I find that you can get a lot of personal insight from that. So here we go. When I was a teenager, I was terrified of doing what the adults around me would do. They would drink and hurt themselves or those around them, whether it was physical or psychological. I knew adults and children who would abuse, who would obsess over a drug, sacrificing every ounce of time and energy to get high. I watched my mom smoke cigarettes and eat pleasurable food as her physical health went up in smoke. I was angry that she would waste her life like that because I thought she was going to die and I won't have my mom one day. I was naive to blame it on drugs, to villainize the substances like it was the Joker trying to dismantle my Gotham City. And damn, when I look at what's juxtaposed, the city of Metropolis has Lex Luthor tearing at the fabric of order. It wasn't because the cigarettes were there that my mom had couldn't help herself and that her, her mind would obsess and fixate over those damn persuasive cigarettes. It's that my mom was experiencing a state of mind that all of us experience and we develop uh, our own level of skill and ability to cope with that just like a rock climber who goes to climb a pitch and copes with her fear of heights so that she can focus on the task at hand just like 
a comedian goes up on stage terrified of the audience and he has to consistently um, build his tolerance in comfort and confidence. So then he's unrecognizable from his beginner self. While there is truth that drugs have inherent gravity that can pull you into cycles of abuse and addiction, it's not necessarily the drugs. Sure, there's physical dependency to account for, but I've seen people put themselves through physical hell to get what they are fixated on. We are all capable of enduring incredible bouts of pain, suffering, and circumstance in the right context. I've also seen people regress to such a high degree of atrophy and sensitivity that climbing stairs, squatting, being around a gathering of people, talking, or even driving a car or bike is too much for them to bear. If I were to assume that most of these people are more like me than not, then the major difference between the people in mind and myself must be our current adaptation. What's an adaptation in this context? It's the result of your daily practice or what you do consistently. I don't know how people could adapt themselves to generally be more resilient. However, looking for your boundaries in any experience and finding something just beyond to aim for seems to be a general theme in my life. Whenever you progress towards that aim, there's always an in-between, an A and B, where you gain insight. I can't tell you what kind, but I can tell you it's worth it. To keep you from being poised like a cat waiting for its prey, or an outcome, don't expect the insight to be anything special at all. Go looking to see what you find, not to find what you want to see. That's why progression is so important. Setting a goal and releasing yourself to a process allows you to balance order and chaos. This is why I found abstaining from something that I ritualize or I fixate on for a time until I have habitualized not using that substance or doing that experience and returning to it with a an aim. Maybe you want to um, drink coffee when you feel tired. And then you set out your process. This process is, I'm going to try to drink coffee when I feel tired or every other time I feel tired. Or I'm going to feel drink coffee when and explore how often you drink coffee and why you have decided or thought of the reason to drink coffee. For me, it's I wake up, so therefore I drink coffee. But what if I abstain from coffee and I return to my drinking of coffee and said that, well, if I go to sleep and I wake up, I have a consistent bedtime. So when I wake up, I should feel well rested and energetic. I'm going to learn to feel what I feel like in the morning and establish a baseline of energy. And later in the day, if I feel a drop in my energy, I'm going to decide to drink some coffee. 
this this process allows me to achieve my aim, which is to drink coffee to wake me up. But the process can be improved so that I don't fall prey to habitualizing my use of coffee. What I've found is, is if I say, I do this every time I feel this, or I do this at this time, you start to become disconnected with your inside world. You start drinking coffee not because you're tired, or not because you feel that Based on your experience, when you drink coffee, when you feel this way, coffee makes you feel this desired feeling after. You get caught up. Otherwise, drinking coffee and feeling however you feel and doing it because you like the idea of drinking coffee. This is a dangerous cycle that I've fallen prey to countless of times. Doesn't matter if I'm using drugs or if I'm eating food. This is the balance between order and chaos. The, the chaos of it's very pleasurable to drink coffee or to smoke some weed or do some ecstasy. And the order of if I do smoke weed every night, my tolerance becomes really high. I don't achieve the same kind of feeling that I was looking for. And when I don't do it, I feel a sense of negative emotion or an inability to go to sleep other people feel okay without your substance of choice or your experience of choice other people accomplish the task that you feel you cannot without your substance or experience of choice therefore it's logical it's all in your mind while that is very true in reality it's very difficult to overcome that mental obstruction so if you find things to progress to the aim of refraining from an abuse cycle with experiences and substances, your progression is to choose the thing that you are the least fixated on and practice abstaining from doing it and doing it. A practice starting and stopping. This is where I struggled. Sobriety was helpful, and it still is, but sobriety isn't the end goal, because drugs, intensity, experience, and desire are part of life. So how can you have these experiences without feeling the need to have these experiences and being okay not having them? This is why I think that my, my struggle with <clears throat> coffee and marijuana and social media, for example is an opportunity for me to learn a hell of a lot about myself. I was terrified of getting pulled into addiction by the gravity of drugs and food throughout my whole youth and even to this day. During a tumultuous time in my life, I went headfirst into smoking cigarettes, drinking hard, smoking a lot of pot, and looking to try new drugs. I felt isolated. I wanted to fit in. I wanted to be seen as someone who was bold, 
and I wanted to feel something powerful or intense. That led me to overdosing when I was 12. I wasn't addicted or trying to kill myself. I was trying to prove myself to other people, and I wanted intensity. I wanted to go into the fray and fight my dragon. Well, I went into the fray, and I was cursed with seizures, vomiting, and a naked hosing. My friends were confused, and they panicked. They dropped me in a ditch, and the party died out. So did my awareness. I awoke in a hospital room with my mom crying and angry. She was afraid that I had walked the path that my siblings and fellow adults had. She was afraid that I no longer wanted to invest in my education and that I just wanted to party. The ironic thing was that I was struggling a lot because I wanted a deep, meaningful life with intense effort and, relax and deep relaxation. I craved to feel alive. I felt like my life was deeply mundane and the bonds with my mom as shallow as a mud flat. I didn't know what was wrong with me, why I felt that way, why life didn't excite me. I was terrified of being pulled into the gravity of addiction or abuse cycles. My desires wanted something more. Out of fear and confusion, I hoped to learn to ignore these feelings. I didn't want to let that demon roar. I learned to choose drugs and experiences that could numb my desires. I craved to feel something, but I found substances and habits to abuse for comfort without it interfering with my livelihood. Little did I know about recreation, perhaps a pathway to letting my desires constructively run their course. When my son was born, I practiced sobriety from all drugs other than coffee and cigarettes. I thought that I did Gotham, or I thought that I rid Gotham of the Joker. I thought that I was better than my peers of my youth, of the adults around me. I thought that if I kicked most drugs out of my life, then I wouldn't have any struggle of abuse or addiction. Wow, was I wrong. I started using cigarettes a lot more. I was working at a, a e-juice company and I was like vaping every 15 minutes. You could smoke and work and like, yeah, it was all on all the time. My desire was growing exponentially. I remember times when I would stop by a coffee shop every other day at work or every day at work. And when I didn't have the budget, I found myself emotionally vexed and sometimes disregarding my budget entirely. I'd feel sick after some of my copies. I took that as a red flag that my mind wasn't in concert with my body, but fuck. I felt more like the people that I was most afraid of than I realized. Being self-aware and being disciplined are two different things. I had become self-conscious, but my abstinence didn't give me discipline. When I took away the things that I was abusing, I found something else in its place. And those things were not inherently good because they were haphazard. I was just looking for convenient things to map my desires to. This was never about destroying the Joker at all. For me, it's about understanding who the Joker is, which is the mirror that I can see myself in. The threat 
challenge, or agent of chaos is often beyond our control. Our abilities begin where we decide how to observe and act within an experience. If you say that drugs are habit-forming and you should abstain if you cannot exhibit self-control, then I argue this. Food is shown, shown to be habit-forming. While not eating food would prevent you from reigniting this habit, everyone has to eat. That person has to learn how to cope with the need to eat and the potential for reigniting abuse. So how do you do that? That is the skill that threads its way in all of my experiences. It's never been about ridding myself of chaos. It's about relaxing with its gravity and resisting its force. I realized that I could use experiences to explore my process of becoming habitualized, developing a dependence, abusing something, and falling prey to addiction. I decided to go back to using drugs because I realized that I used tricks of my ego to stop my drug use. I was terrified of becoming like those in my environment, and once I was habitualized, I would compare myself to people. Once I was habitualized to sobriety, I would compare myself to people to feel better about myself. In reality, I was doing the same behaviors that I was with drugs, but in other kinds of experiences. I felt like I wasn't growing emotionally. I felt like I had momentary growth when I took away drug use, but over time, it was corrupted, and I was just repeating the same behaviors. I felt confident that my new lifestyle of martial arts would keep me making good choices and away from fixation. After an intense mushroom trip and reflecting on the performance impact of smoking cigarettes, I decided to quit smoking cigarettes. This was the first time I fully quit, and it was the easiest attempt I've ever made. It wasn't... I didn't quit because I thought that it was a thing I should do, that it wasn't good, that it was good for my health, you know, or a smart thing to do. Or it was logical. It was an emotional decision. I really um, wanted to get better at jujitsu. I knew that quitting would help what I love most. My physical ability to play and compete in recreation. It didn't guarantee that I wasn't going to struggle once again with fixation. I'm telling you this five years into my immersion in recreation, like adventure sports, long distance running, rock climbing, yoga, and jujitsu. And I'm still struggling. I don't think I ever won't, but I feel like I'm growing in that my struggle is less intense, more nuanced, and much more graceful doesn't hurt so much. I find myself swooned by the comforts of morning coffee, exercise, daily marijuana use, social media scrolling, etc. These are unchecked habits that I have ritualized because I find them pleasurable and comforting. However, they negatively impact my body, performance, and relationships. I've learned a new lesson for myself. I've learned that it takes more than to set your aim with a good intention. I've learned that I must pay attention to my process and improve it over time. 
Plus, isn't it fun to use coffee infrequently when you feel like you need it? Imagine the feeling of caffeine to someone who doesn't have a high tolerance for it. How about I try to go to sleep without getting high? If it's a challenge, I can remind myself that is the point. I'm seeking new challenges in my preferred experience so that I can maintain awareness and look forward to a comfortable day so I can maintain relaxation. I find that things are more defined by their contrasts. So if I can go eat a bunch of edibles, responsibly so, and progressively, and have a relatively intense trip, and then transition to having the most clear-minded, drug-free, and in-touch-with-myself experience that I can find. I'd love that. Oh, this one was a little odd, and I, I talked a lot about myself. But next week we'll have a guest, and it will go back to normal. I hope you guys um, got something out of this. And the big takeaways for me are, I think we all struggle with our own levels of abuse and habitualizing um, experiences or substances to the detriment of our well-being. And sometimes finding out how to make ourselves feel a little bit uncomfortable and pushing ourselves a little, uh, we can gain new insight make ourselves more resilient, grow our ability to cope and our character, and be a little more easier on ourselves and others. Because, I mean, as a father, the hardest thing to realize is that my son's going to have to deal with this too. Because I think it's part of being a person. Have a great week. Bye. Would you believe there's only four people in the world? And when you're not looking, they change masks. Somewhere over the rainbow, it's the same one said of needle best to train tracks. No matter how fast you run from the eye you hate, there is no escape. There is no, there is no escape. So I'll wait for the heaven that I seek, which makes everything insignificant. Differences in essence and limits of vision amongst religion, vision and innovative criticism. By the state of mind we live in, time is ticking. If you listen to the silent wisdom, efficiently spread to sing a song that officially dead is the mission of clinging on to fiction. I stand stiff in this position, plan shift, cause to be a man isn't an issue with your ego tissue. is listen to the point of non-existence in life, in the past it's your only interest. I used to build forts in the backyard to hide from the daytime, missing all the beauty of the sunshine. It's my fault, but I blame the world to a small degree. I've never seen the sky cause I've been too scared it would follow me. So what? You're mad cause I don't want to talk, but you'd be even more pissed off if I told you what I really thought. So just walk away. Just walk away. You're better off never caring what, never I caring what I say. I've been a lot of places and I've seen a lot of faces. I don't miss none of them and they don't miss me. Fell in love with sensation, now I'm my own mental patient. But that's the price you pay if you want to live free. Kill my dedication, put me on your medication. Drop me off in space and never come to get me. Nothing that I say has ever been that amazing. So when I die, do me a favor and forget me. Till I'm riding on an empty spare Follow the vein straight As it drapes across the landscape In the sand and the lake Off the beaten path Learn the secret path Keeping the laugh Slugged deep in the back of luck Happy as fuck The 
but nobody's convinced Play daddy to the love and try to drop a couple hints Ever since I first came to learn on the right turns I was cursed with the cigarette burns and the lost words Found inspiration inside your misery Always trying to take it in more than what they give in Dear God, let me die on the rich people's lawn Cause I'm not so sure they're gonna learn my songs Every morning he repeats that same shit Spends the day dying to be famous well, another day he shot I'm thinking this aquarium is deeper than the last one My castle was never made of sand It's one big aluminum can The shadow of the dam The shadow of the man you pretend you are Had a rough lot that got caught and went too far If I did have a car, I'd go broke from the gas On the shoulder of the road while you roll past I've been a lot of places and I've seen a lot of faces I don't miss none of them and they don't miss me Fell in love with sensation, now I'm my own mental patient But that's the price you pay if you wanna live free Kill my dedication, put me on your medication Drop me off in space and never come to get me Nothing that I say has ever been that amazing So when I die, do me a favor and forget me I don't want to talk about religion or anything And yet, uh, I think